0: Welcome to the Phil Pringle Podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. The title of this weekend's message is WOW. Everybody say WOW. Uh, That can stand for a whole range of things, but uh, the one we picked was the wonder of worship. And uh, one of the saddest diseases that has happened to this generation and people that I find myself talking to a lot is what I call uh, the disease of whatever. Uh, so you tell people, ah, oh, we're going on this great holiday. They go, oh, whatever. And you go, like I bought this, this new thing here. Just look at this new car. I go, whatever, you know. Oh, we've got this exciting thing we're doing tonight. Whatever. And I feel so sad because that means something has died called the child inside of us. Playfulness, excitement, enthusiasm, being breathless at life. And for some people it's just way too uncool to get breathless. Yeah, whatever, I know about that. But to actually get excited like a little kid again, to have wide-eyed wonder, to have breathtaking attitudes on the inside of you so that you can smile, and get excited and not be worried about the opinion of anybody. That's what God is looking for. In in John chapter 4 verse 23 says, The hour is coming, and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Let me tell you, if you've got the understanding that spirit is some melancholic, sour, duh, 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 however you say that word, miserable, low-key experience, you've missed the point. Of what spirit is when we are born again a new child is born on the inside of us and that person is excited about life and the transformation let me tell you this the transformation is so utter and so complete it's the change that a caterpillar becomes a butterfly it's that it's that complete now listen to me inside every caterpillar There's a butterfly inside every bug kind of human being. There's a new person waiting to be born. And that person actually discovers their new self in the atmosphere of worship. I don't know if you realize this, but those butterflies, their wings are covered with little cells, solar cells that they use a process called photosynthesis to translate sunlight into energy. And they get to fly because they got their wings out wide. If they stayed a caterpillar, or even if they just left their wings down by their side, they're never going to discover the power of flight. But every morning you see them, or the mornings they're alive anyway, you'll find them with their wings out, and they catch and raise. Every time you're in the house of God, you need to spread your wings and catch some rays, and it'll be translated into energy. Some of you have had a tough year. Some of you come to the end of this year feeling a little worn out, a little dreary, a little dry withered, like not feeling that excited about the future. But I, you need to know that the wonder of worship can be recaptured. And I'm believing God all over this weekend that we would have a revival of worship on the inside of our soul. Because I know that when you worship, you also recapture wonder. And you recapture fresh eyes that see God in a whole new way. That re- recover that excitement that you used to have when you first came to church. I, You know, when I, when, I, when I first started going to church, I could not understand why people didn't go to church every day. And we used to go to church every day. And if we couldn't get to church, if there wasn't a church meeting, we'd have church at home. And we had hundreds of people all the time living for God, singing, singing out worship, preaching on the streets. And, and if I ever want to recover anything in my life, it's not just by waiting for God to come and do it. It's by me actually doing it. Just do it. And so when you decide, I'm going to do it, uh, you'll find that it recovers that area of your life. This last week, I decided I'd take a bundle. I took about fifty of those uh, Christmas invitations, and I walked around the Forest Way Shopping Centre up here. Then I walked around some of these business parks here and some shops down here, and and you know, uh, even though I preach like pretty well every day of my life and bring people to Christ and do that, to actually get out and do personal witnessing, it's it's like a little challenge that you. But I find once you get over the first step From there on, it's just easy you, you've you've gotten through that first initial difficulty when I was a young Christian I used to make, go on the buses rather than drive my car and make myself talk to somebody about Jesus next to me and I was like a bit awkward at first because they said what are you talking to me about I'd I'd start with all kinds of conversations I said how many languages do you speak they said just one how many do you speak? Because that's got to be the question. I said, two. And the other one I learned in five seconds. And so uh, they, they said, what, what language is that? I said, oh, I don't know if you really want to know about it. Yeah, I do. I really want to know about a language you learn in five seconds. <laughs> there are all kinds of ways to. All you've got to do is get people to ask questions. Just put yourself, in you know, I don't think you'd want to know what I do. Uh, what do you do? Ah, uh, uh, you wouldn't to know what I do. Yeah, I do. What do you, what do you do? Uh, you know, uh, I work for an insurance company. <laughs> Bang. Powerful, huh? I asked the guys to wake everybody up tonight. I want to recover the feeling. If you died, would you be going to heaven? Amen. Speaker one gone. Amen. <laughs> the hour is coming. <laughs> and now he is true worship is a worship in spirit and in truth guys. Here's the thing when they were, when Jesus is talking about this, he's talking to a woman who has had five husbands. She's kind of, whatever, here's the next one. You're going to be a little jaded after five guys and you've been abused and used. And the reason she's at this well, it's outside of town. It's not in the city where all the, all the kind of respectable women go. They want, they want, she can't mix with them. She's in Jacob's, the one outside outside the walls of the city. She has to carry water a long way. She's way out there. And, and along comes Jesus, and he's talking to her, and she's shocked, and the disciples are shocked that a rabbi would talk to a woman, that a Jew would talk to a Samaritan, all kinds of barriers he's breaking through. And he says, if you knew who it was who was talking to you, you'd ask for water from him, because he can give you water that you will never thirst again. She says, whoa, give me some of this water. And then he begins to talk about worship. Because worship is how you access that water. When you worship, it's like you're raining the rains of heaven down on yourself. Worship is like evaporation. It goes up, forms a cloud, and then empties itself back on you. Worship is like breaking a seal open on your spirit. Worship is like opening up your heart to the sun just letting sunlight come on you when you don't do all that stuff you're actually not going to have the life that the sun would give you you're not going to have the rains that come down that cause growth on the inside of you worship is is the very basic core of how you have been created you you've got worship hardwired into your system now listen in this world, in, in the world in which we live, there's language that we use has got multiple usage and it, it, it like degrades some things the way we use, we use language. Okay, so uh, we're in here, we go, God, our God is an awesome God, he, he's awesome, oh, church was awesome. And then you go outside and you have a pizza. You say, oh, this is awesome. So I'm trying to figure out, is God like pizza level or is pizza like God level? Awesome. Same word. Or you go, I love you, God. I love you, God. And you are waiting the cappuccino and you say, I love cappuccinos. I love cappuccinos. You turn to your wife and say, I love you too. It's all kind of love. Cappuccino, God and wife. Amen. But you know, worship is the one distinguishing feature that you can't use as a generic term. You don't go out of here and go, oh, I worship you pizza. Because worship is giving your spirit. It's bowing down to, it's adoring, it's surrendering to. You don't even say that to your wife. You don't even say it you to your dog, you don't say that to any, anything other than you've been hardwired to worship God. It's the other distinguishing factor between you and animals. This is something that evolution will never be able to understand or grasp because it doesn't recognize spirit. But your spirit is the hardwiring of worship. That's what activates it. You don't find a bunch of hippopotamuses in Africa dancing around a fire with their, lifting up their, their little paws to heaven or something. You don't find giraffes doing a little worship dance or chimpanzees, you know, making sacrifices. Because I mean, think not it's ridiculous to think of it. It's hilarious to think of it. Because it's so ridiculous. It's so far fetched. We know that the defining difference, because you can go to the most so called primitive of civilizations in the world, and you'll find they're worshiping. They're worshiping something. And if you do not worship God, you will worship something. You cannot not but worship. You're wired, you're created to do that. But you will only find the fulfillment. Of their worship when you actually plug your worship cord into him. And people walk around with this, this power plug called the worship connection. Trying to plug it in. this girl had plugged it in like she going got five husbands. Can't get it. And, and this puts a lot of pressure on relationships. When you're looking for him or her to give you what only God can that person's going to collapse under the pressure of trying to deliver to you a satisfaction in your soul that only God can do. But once you have the contentment of a connection with the Father in heaven and you've worshipped him, you will find that, that that brings and draws down a power and a life that will satisfy you to the deepest levels of your soul. And so Jesus says, listen, true worshippers, they're going to worship the Father in spirit and in truth, and he's seeking God is looking for people like that. I'm telling you, you could be found by God here tonight because he's looking for you. He's looking for a church that'll worship. He's looking for people that'll worship. Not people who just read a hymnal or read a a form, a ceremony, a liturgy, and think that going through those motions is somehow worship. And don't be mistaken, don't think, oh, yeah, that's those other churches. Listen, you can do it easily in here as well. Just be standing here, reading the words on the thing, and thinking about some other thing, working on your, your emails on your iPad, try, you know, passing notes amongst each other, or else you can say, you know what, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to recover worship in my heart. I'm going to be in the house of God and lift my hands. Because within that 20 minutes or 30 minutes of worship at the start of church, it's gone. And you won't be able to get it maybe until next week when there's that corporate sense. You say, I can worship God anyway. Sure you can. But when you come together and you worship God together, you are imitating heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, where there are countless thousands and millions of people. What starts as a trickle of worship in the book of Genesis, Ends as a thunderous, glorious applause in the book of Revelation. All of Bible history is building and building and building the glory of God in the earth, which is brought to earth by you and I. And the Lord says in the last days, in the last days of planet earth, the glory of the Lord will cover the earth like the earth, like the oceans cover the seas, like the waters cover the earth. There's going to be glory of God everywhere. And that glory will fall. I've been to meetings where shimmering lights have manifested, and fogs have come in, where people have had miraculous healings in their mouth and their legs just by standing in a spirit of worship. And you cannot afford to come in a church and sit here like a dead log, sit there like a dead stone, thinking, oh yeah, bring it on, turn it on, get rid of the whatever spirit, get the wonder of worship back on the inside of you, the wow factor, God, you're awesome. I'm not going to bow down to cynicism or apathy or lethargy. I'm not going to let that happen to me. There should be a crackle on the inside of your spirit like a fire burning. So that you come in and you don't think that the guys from the stage are going to just pour it all over us. And I'm just going to stand there and watch. Oh, I had a great victory last night. I can say it tonight because this was last night. There's a guy in our church. And as a pastor, I kind of pretty much see everything when I'm standing up here. There's a guy I have never and he's been in our church for like four years, never seen him lift his hands. Always stands there. Great member, solid member, just stands there like this. And his wife, she worships a little bit next to him. He just uh, last night, thank you, Jesus. Amen. The end of my preaching, he was there. Thank you, Lord. Uh-huh. Just getting there, thank you Jesus. One hand, amen, waving in the wind. Trees of righteousness, got my little leaf out, amen. Catching some rays. I'm telling you I saw, you know, a friend of mine actually was telling me about a, a vision that they saw and uh, this was really early on when I was just a young Christian and they said they saw Jesus coming into a worship service and uh, he was walking across the heads of the people. And he had this huge bowl of oil, and he was walking over the over the crowd, and there was a person there like, like this. It's called low Pentecost. Amen. <laughs> High Pentecost, low Pentecost. Amen. So, and uh, I, I won't say that one. Baptist Pentecost. Okay. So, amen. Uh, okay, so we got. See, so we got. We got. You know, I love all all the people of God. You know, a lot, there's, there's no. I'm not kind of creating any distinction but, but you know like his he, he was watching this this vision and he saw this person going oh Lord I love you, I love you. and Jesus went like that and boom a bit of oil came in and the next person was like this that he came over and he went like this but whoa God and he saw the reaction in them when 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 the oil hit them and then there was this person he's going ah head well oh God and you go, like this, full measure, full measure, full release, full release. Am I going to get into it, or am I not? Am I a worshiper, or am I not? If you put 10 bucks into your ATM, into your bank account, and you go down there and say, Dick, tick, tick, withdraw, 500, saying insufficient funds in your account, and you say, God, I want the full oil. He says, insufficient Release in worship. Amen. <laughs> give me all you got and I'll give you all I got. That's how it works. Give me all you got and I'll give you all I've got. And let me tell you this what he's got is a lot more than what you got. This applies, I should take an offering right now. Amen. This applies at every level in the offering, in your life. Give me all you got and I'll give you all I've got. It's not a fair deal. What I got is zero compared to what he's got. And I don't know what you're living for, but I've watched people live their whole life. i live long enough now to see people live their whole life for nothing. Not even pick up the fight. Not even have a cause on the inside of them that they die for. A meaningless life feeling like at the end of it, what was all that about? Oh, whatever. Life has a lot more to it than just a meaningless existence. And it begins with a heart of worship. And if I've lost the heart of worship, I'm praying tonight that God would give you the greatest gift he could give you, the heart of worship back. Because with that heart of worship, you'll not only go through the outer court veil, you'll not only go through the inner court veil, you go through the veil that takes you into the holy of holies, where God speaks, where his glory reigns, where the angels are there. And the power of god you find yourself in a spiritual dimension not just sitting in a church on a seat but you lift your hands and bam you're in another world you're in the holy of holies in the very presence of the almighty god And here tonight i would love to think that that could happen in your world you could say you know what i'm going to actually open up my heart and begin to worship the lord of lords and the king of kings that's who your worship is for your worship is not for any other and i want to tell you who he is His name is Jesus. Here's his names. And as we read these, why don't you stand with me and and hear these names as the band comes. And we think about who this person is that we are worshiping. He's called the almighty God. This is Jesus, the son of God, the one who walked the shores of Galilee 2000 years ago on this planet. The atomic particles of his blood are still on that hill. In Jerusalem, crying out for mercy over all mankind. That same Jesus is called in the Bible, in Revelation 1.8, the Almighty God. He's called the Alpha and the Omega, which means the beginning and ending. He's called the Apostle and High Priest of our profession. I want you to love him tonight. I want you to worship him tonight. Thanks for listening to the Phil Pringle Podcast. Check out philpringle.com to follow Phil's blog and latest resources. Join us next time for more great teaching.